I'm Chris Rose. And I'm Tuna. And this is New Orleans. Today our story is, this is a tough one. So here's what we're gonna do, let's get straight to it. Let's dial the clock back. It's June 24th, 1973. There is a place, because I don't want to call it a bar, a nightclub. It was, it was a safe haven. It was called the Upstairs Lounge. It's at the corner of Charters and Iberville Streets in the French Quarter of New Orleans. It's 1973, and although New Orleans has always been, well, particularly the French Quarter, has always sort of been a gay, friendly, LBGTQ friendly environment. 1973 is a long time ago. It wasn't quite like that. Gay bars still did not have windows that opened up onto the street, etc. So up on the second floor uh, at the corner of Charters in Arborville, um, there above now or then? At Actually, the now and then it was above the Jamani Lounge. Okay. So up on the second floor was a gathering place. Yeah. Let's call it that. Um, and. It is where uh, every Sunday night, the Metropolitan Community Church held something called a, quote, beer bust, unquote. The Metropolitan Community Church is and was and remains the first gay Protestant denomination in the United States. Founded in 1968 in Los Angeles. Huh. Found its way to New Orleans, where awesome. up on the second floor, they held services on this Sunday evening. And, and the irony in this is like somewhat overwhelming. Uh, they had their Sunday night beer bust. And on this night, they were having a fundraiser for, and are you ready for this? I'm ready an organization called the Crippled Children's Hospital. Oh. So, yeah, but uh, uh, obviously Crippled Children's Hospital, its name has been changed to Children's Hospital. The current Children's Hospital? Yeah. Oh. On this evening. Now, here's where, and, and let's just set this up so people know what we're talking about. Um, 32 people died on this night. Most of them presumably gay. It was the worst mass killing of homosexuals until uh, the Pulse, what happened in Orlando? At the Pulse nightclub. At the Pulse nightclub, which killed many more people. But here's the weird thing about it. The Pulse was a hate crime. Yes. This was not. This was just the murder of a hateful person. He was actually a regular customer there. Anyway, this night they are gathered up there for their beer bust, raising money for crippled children's hospital. Oh my God. So like at eight o'clock, 
the buzzer rings downstairs. And so bartender Buddy Rasmussen tells his friend um, Wally Boggs uh, to go answer the door. They, they are expecting a cab, and obviously they don't have it in out. It's a private, secret, yes. closeted place. Wally goes out and opens the door and discovers the steps are on fire at the bottom, at the entrance between the entrance to the street and the entrance can to the bar. Can he get to the street or no? No, he cannot. And he smells lighter fluid. Okay. So a panic begins as the flames begin. To, he the, runs back upstairs? This Yeah, this building uh, was built in 1848. So it's a lot of wood. Yeah. And it's, I, I guess the term would be succumbs to flames really quickly. The flames, because he opened the door, you know, the backdraft thing. Yeah. They rip up the steps. And now we have a hundred and some people trapped in what is a tomb. Now, Buddy Rasmussen, uh, he was the bartender on duty that night and an Air Force veteran, might I add. Uh, he managed to grab 20 people okay. and lead them to safety out the back door. There was a back door. There were, uh, um, yes, entrances out the back, not like New York City, uh, what do you call those things? A fire escape. Yeah, fire escapes, but a way out onto the roof. Buddy Rasmussen, a hero. He brought 20 people to Now, was he safety. separated from the other 80, or did he? was he not able to get back in? Why Why only 20? Well, a lot, uh, uh, that's what's known about him. And 32 died, so presumably other people found their way out. Yeah. I don't know if they ran through the flames down the steps. But so uh, fire engulfs the building and the premises. Now, a couple complicated things happen. Now, how did the fire happen and who said it? It is widely acknowledged, and I feel I can go ahead and say his name because he's dead. A guy named Roger Nunez had been um, thrown out of the bar that night. He was a regular customer, but he got intoxicated. He got abusive, and he was 86. He is assumed to be the arsonist here, but nobody knows because in November of the following year, he committed suicide. Was he under investigation before that time? Yes. Okay. And that you ask that, I will say this. From the official New Orleans police records, it still says that this was a circumstance under, quote, undetermined origin, mm. unquote, to this day. They didn't call it to arson even? this They have day. to have called it arson. Right, an arson of okay. undetermined okay. origin. So, as you might imagine, chaos ensues. Yeah. And this is where our, our friend, Mr. Rasmussen, leads 20 people to safety. Others get their way out. Now, in the windows up there, uh, there are, uh, what do you call the protective gates, security gates. Bars. Bars. With 14-inch spaces to get out. So that's smaller than a head. 
your head. And if your head can fit, you can fit. Right. That's and a witnesses witness many people among them are aforementioned um Mr. Boggs, uh, they jump out. They anyone who can Some squeeze people did through. shimmy out the window. Many okay. people, many people squeezed but out then they had on a, fire. They had a 12-foot on drop fire. to the ground. Oh, yes. Man. But I mean, these were basically the, the people who ended up witnessing to what happened right. here. Those who survived the fire and the fall. Some people couldn't get out uh, through that space. The most famous image of this, and I, and I think you've seen this. Uh, this is really hard. It's a really hard story to tell. Is that the picture of the person in the window? Yes. Yeah, that is the worst. It's the worst. So it, it was... <sighs> the Metropolitan Community Church did not have a church. That's where they performed services, in a bar, in a in a dank gay nightclub. And that night... Oh. Uh, he runs the church. He'd led the services that afternoon and was also running the fundraiser that night. 99% the... sure if you die with a pastor, you have a straight shot. <laughs> so his image is kind of the most famous. Uh, a lot of people did squeeze out this 14-inch yeah. grape out onto the street. And if they survived the landing, good for them. He didn't get out, and now uh, was the fire department there at some point? Oh my with god! Those, I'm with glad. those jumper, you know how they have those thingies you can jump onto. Here's okay. I'm glad you asked that. This is another discomforting part of the situation. The fire department is two blocks away. Yep. But so it's, they can it's, literally see it. It's the French Quarter on a Sunday night. Yeah. So one of the first fire truck going has to veer out of the way of traffic and crashes into a building. The fire department doesn't get there. Not for hours. Well, not for an hour. Yeah, they can't get there because it's gridlock. It's the French Quarter. Sunday then night traffic everywhere. How? Where? Anywhere. Go that way? But there's a car in front of that. There's a car in front I of mean, that. I mean, honestly, if they were only two blocks away, they could have grabbed fire extinguishers and ran there. One would think. Yeah. One would think that didn't happen. Or their hoses are long enough that they could just doodle-loot, doodle-loot with a hose. That didn't Okay. Happen. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, the assistant pastor, his name was uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. It, it, the first one was a, a nickname. Uh, he perished in the flames. Um, he had a couple of kids. They were uh, told that he had died, but they were never told the circumstances, the place, or where, or how. He was brought home to be buried in uh, in California. Now, 
in the cleanup of all this, there's a lot of photographs, obviously the most iconic of, of, of Pastor Larson, literally pressed between the bars. Yeah, it's a Trying horrible. to get out. And, and, I wish and I had scorched. never seen that picture. It looks worse than anything you've ever seen on The Walking Dead. It is, it is a... Human. Also, don't look up that picture. If you haven't seen that picture, you don't need it forever in your memory. Don't it's, look it up. So this event has been widely noted over the years, or not then, but in years since. Um, there is Upstairs Inferno, which is a documentary. There was an art exhibit at the New Orleans Museum of Art, uh, of art by Scott Fine. There's been a ballet. Oh. There's been a musical, but after it happens, and this this is another really just shitty part of the story. Uh, there were a lot of survivors. Most people who were there survived. What do we say? How many died? 32 dead. And of those 32, uh, 28 of their bodies were claimed and buried and had services for remain to this day unclaimed and unidentified by their families. Nobody would come because it was, now, what, 1973? Right. You wouldn't claim a homosexual I understand relative. what you're saying, but it's not necessarily that they wouldn't claim them. Maybe they had no idea their person was there and their person is just forever a missing person. Like, they just know that they never saw them again and they didn't know that... I, you're making, I, you're I know making you're seeing the brighter side of life here, but they were they were locals. These weren't these weren't. I tourists. understand, but their family didn't necessarily know where they were, so it's not. Or maybe they didn't even have a family. A lot of people in this city are runaways. That is true. So it is you're, it is quite possible that they were just that no one knew to look for them. And that is true. And you are usually the more skeptical of our. Um, coupledom and situation here. But anyway, four bodies were never claimed, and they are buried today in Holt Cemetery. My favorite. In Mid-City, where we've been many times, Love which it. is where it's the burial uh, ground of the unknowns. Yeah. A Methodist church had a service in absentia of all the people who died, and then the bishop of the diocese uh, condemned that church for doing this. This is 1973. Yeah. We are a little more woke now, for lack of a better term. You're but way too old to say woke. Aware. Okay. <laughs> anyway, four bodies remained buried in Holt Cemetery in mid-city New Orleans, unclaimed, unknown victims. There is so, also, yeah. there is a plaque on the corner Yes. At that intersection. At the, at dedicated the. to the victims of the upstairs lounge fire. It's very lovely. It's at, at the corner so of the So it's not a it's not a forgotten thing. No, there is, well by there no there is a memorial there. By no well not only is there a memorial there on the sidewalk at the corner of charters and Otterville outside the Jamani Lounge, but also like I said, it has been memorialized in in several books. Yeah. A documentary, a ballet. I mean, dude. It changed things here. The Metropolitan Community Church, as I said, they eventually went to Esplanade Avenue and set up a 
real church. Still? I, when they had, yes, still there. When they had a, uh, a memorial service there, the uh, assemblies, assemblaged, uh, actually made a very bold statement. After the service, they walked out the front door for a service for the victims of this crime, which was a big deal because they used to have to use the side door. Yeah, that's Would never awful. be photographed, but on that day, a month after this crime, they walked out the front door of so the Metropolitan be, Community Church, arm in arm, willing to be photographed. There must be survivors still here. Yeah. From that fire. You're right. There must. So it would be interesting to um, speak to I someone. Guess, I guess who we'll go there. look for them for a future episode. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans podcast. New Orleans is a Get It Girl production starring Chris Rose and Janelle, produced by Robin Flannery, with editing and music by Max Moran. Tired of listening to the same old playlist day after day? Well, you've come to the right place. Relax and enjoy the refreshing new sounds from Bubble Bath Records. Featuring original music from 20 incredible underground artists, Bubble Bath has the cure for your mundane music blues. To hear more, follow us on social media and visit us online at our website or on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music. Remember, friends, stay bubbly.